Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange with our special guest today, Dimitri Filenko, our new Director of Professional Services. Dimitri, welcome to the program and welcome to Pure. You're on day nine and we're already putting you on the podcast. That must mean you have good things to share for us. Hey, Rob. Hey, glad to be here and glad to be chatting with you guys. It's been uh, nothing but a great pleasure to be with, uh, with Pure. Uh, it's been nine days of extreme fun and uh, uh, busy times, something that I thrive. So uh, looking forward. Well, it's very fun to hear that you're just diving both feet in into the water. And it uh, sounds like they've got you talking to a whole bunch of people and, and, and moving around and uh, kind of taking this whole PS strategy and execution that we've been working on and, and moving it forward. So it's great to, to have you here. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background, just kind of what you've done leading up to, to joining us and where your focus has been and, um, you know, kind of what brought you to Pure. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually like many folks at Pure that I've met so far. My background is uh, from Cisco and NetApp. Okay. Um, I did uh, spend a couple years at Cisco working on data center virtualization solutions. And uh, <coughs> last seven years, sorry, um, last seven years, I spent at NetApp uh, building and refining the uh, migration practice uh, of uh, migrating in the NetApp to NetApp, helping refresh customers, but more importantly, migrating and displacing competitors. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I'm here, frankly. Yeah, it's a big, exciting area for us right now. And we'll get into that when we, when we chat a little bit more, because I think it's really interesting to, to look at this point in, in you know, where customers are with, with a lot of the legacy solutions that they've adopted and you know, kind of you know, evaluating what it takes to go from A to B and what that means and how we can try to make it easy. But um, nine days in it here at Pure, what, what are you excited about and, and what, are, what are kind of your first impressions? And I guess one of the questions I love asking people that are new is, you know, what, what did you find out about Pure that you didn't know coming in? Like, what surprised you? Um, you, you know, the day that I accepted the offer, um, I didn't expect much. I thought, you know what, not, now it's just a wait period. And in two weeks, I'll kind of roll in and, you know, get my email set up and all that jazz. But on my very first day, I get a call from California. I mean, I, I'm in uh, North Carolina, right? Yeah, and yeah. On the other line, it's Joe Pinto, right? Ah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's unexpected. But <laughs> as I learn about the company, that's the culture that just strikes me, right? That's, that's um, oh, exactly, uh, I guess I didn't expect that level. I heard from Tom and I heard from other great leaders of the company that uh, Pure is all about uh, customer experience, about simplicity, about creating this um, you know, uh, Apple-like culture uh, around the customer, right? where customer is the center. But what I didn't realize that exactly same vision is uh, within the company itself, right, to, to, the, to their employees. And I think that, that was my biggest surprise when I came. Yeah, I've been here about three years, and that's one of the things I love is, is both um, the accessibility of, of our leadership. Um, you know, anybody can, can chat with anybody. Uh, regardless of your role or your status, and the other is the transparency. I think that's something you'll start to see as you attend, you know, some of the company-wide meetings and and you know the the kind of the check-ins that our execs are doing. And it's great, you know, yeah. I love to hear that Joe called you on day one because uh, he he <laughs> well, must be, he it, must it, be it, really excited. You're on board, right? 
it wasn't even day one, it was day zero. <laughs> so, and another thing that I, you know, I, um, I coming from a very mature company that, you know, has a lot of red tape around. Yeah. Another thing that I really enjoy, and I think, again, been here only nine days, right? But my credit card application, uh, and it's a simple thing. I mean, you would think that this is, you know, not, not a big deal. You just, you know, fill out your name and blah, blah, blah. No, uh, I got asked, do you want a credit card or not? And I, all I had to do is say yes. And to me, it was like, wow, we, we really care about simplifying life of our employees through, through little things like, you know, process. If, the, if you already have all the information that I give, you know, during the uh, onboarding, why ask it again? Let's just, you know, get this and, and roll with it and make our life easier. So that modern company feel um, is another kind of very surprising factor for me. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're having that experience and I'm glad to hear yet another uh, satisfied onboarding uh, individual <laughs> coming into Pure because uh, we, we aim to get people up and running and, and get you productive as, as quickly as possible. And, you know, the area you're jumping into in professional services is really certainly dynamic. It's evolving for us right now. We're uh, investing heavily. And of course, we, we certainly rely and still lean heavily on our partners, you know, to do the bulk of the work, but we, we've recognized an opportunity to go out and, you know, expand uh, what we can offer to our customers in a number of areas from, from a PS standpoint. Um, what, what do you think? You've got a lot of experience, right? If, if you looked at, you know, what you just did coming off of, of building a migration center, but what, what are the ingredients? Like what makes up a really good portfolio of, of professional services offerings? What, what do you need to offer? You know, uh, from my perspective, um, the, key, the key aspect is to really understand what customer wants, mm -hmm. what challenges they are facing, uh, because every customer is different, right? Every customer is in, in, in their journey through modernizing and uh, digitizing their IT uh, and, and experience of their customers, they're in different parts of that journey, right? Somebody is still using um, uh, physical equipment in the data centers, right? And somebody is already two feet in the cloud. Yeah. So you really have to tailor your solutions uh, to cu customer needs uh, today. Right. And, and, and for me, it's um, the key ingredients are to uh, uh, to really kind of have this deep level of um, connection with the customer, um, have the right solutions on hand, uh, have credibility to deliver on your solutions and exceed the expectations. Those are the four things that uh, uh, I think are the key ingredients to be successful for any professional services organization. Yeah, and that's really a good blend, right? When you kind of look at it and, and you preface this by talking about um, how, how every customer is on a journey at their different stage, right? So if you, can, if you can effectively meet them where they are, no matter what part of the spectrum they're on, then you're going to take that relationship and, and, and move it forward further. That's a, that's a really, really good Right point. on point, Rob. Yeah. Yep, right on point. Um, let's let's jump into migration specifically because I think that's that's really what you're here at Pure to do, and we're really excited to to have you on board. Um, I think everybody knows, right? You, you make certain technology investments over time, and you even talked about you know sort of the the dilemma of on-prem versus as a service type of delivery models um, that that enterprises again are on a different 
a different spectrum. But um, at, gosh, uh, what was the line? Uh, I used to work at Sun Microsystems. One of the one of the execs had a line that, you know, technology has the shelf life of a banana, right? That kind of thing. So, you know, you you have it. Might have been Scott McNeely. Might, you know, I guess I get older. I don't remember things quite as well. But um, you know, you make a lot of investments over time, depending on where you are. But when it comes to storage, we do see a lot of legacy storage. Um, what are the things in your experience and that you're bringing here at Pure that you see that are, that are holding companies back from modernizing? I mean, is it just plain inertia and, and just stuck with what you got or, or is it a, fa- a number of factors? You know, yeah, it's usually a number of things. And, um, you know, the vendors that are already in the data center are contributing a lot to um, uh, preventing customers from modernizing, right? A lot of times their story is, Hey, every time you're trying to introduce something new in the environment, you're going to face complexity in migrating, right? You're, you're switching the, the vendors or storage vendors in our case, but that migration is going to be, oh my God, so difficult. You will yeah. never get, get, get this achieved, right? So that's one thing that I hear a lot. Uh, another one, uh, the, the complexity and, and disruption that it will do um, you know, to the business. Um, it, the modern IT shops are overworked and understaffed, right? They're trying to do more with less. And uh, if you bring uh, a migration project and put it in front of the team, they're gonna say, well, uh, we can't do it, right? Or come back to us in 24 months. And to your point, by the time, uh, you know, uh, the project is over, your banana is, a, is no good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and uh, uh, migrations are costly, right? It costs you time, it costs you resources, and uh, it really diverts your staff from um, running the business, right? And, and, and doing what um, you are hired to do, you know, in that company if you're an IT shop. So those are, the, those are kind of the top of mind things that uh, are usually the inhibitors of uh, adopting new technology. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I, you know, I did an event last year where I got to go and, and moderate a panel for a number of CIOs, and the common thread among all of them was just around staffing, right, is how do we, how do we optimize staffing or how do we do more with less, and of course, it's related to budget certainly as well. Um, and I think you kind of answered, I was going to ask, you know, okay, you know, somebody's looking at a migration project and they know that there's, you know, viable services that are out there, be it from us or from a partner, but they choose to do a, a do it yourself approach. And that just sounds like that's a scenario where, you know, DIY, you're never really going to get there, or maybe you don't have the expertise to actually do it right. True. We actually had a number of customers and partners who thought, hey, migrations are easy. We can do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to realize, oh, my God, what am I stepping into? Let me call somebody who actually knows how to do this, right? Um, Experience and expertise um, in DIY is really the lacking factor. Um, You know, it's, uh, it's quite different to move your home folder from one disk drive to another when you start moving, you know, um, uh, thousands of applications from one data so that is entering one solution to the other. It, it magnitude more complex and a lot more moving parts that you have to account for. Like you don't have expertise in house, right? Um, another factor is you, you don't have the right tools. Um, a lot of times you don't know what are the, the right tools to do the job um, just because you don't know how to look at the data or uh, the footprint that you have. Right. Um, another thing, as I mentioned, it's diverting. It's the migration project is usually diverting staff 
from uh, doing what they got hired to do. So yeah. it's uh, really slowing the innovation cycle within the company. Uh, it doesn't help to move IT forward, and it, it, it's uh, uh, basically a, a not good recipe for success. And the timelines, right? If you mix all of this uh, inexperienced, wrong tools, uh, and, and staff that it has to do something else, that usually results in a very, very long migration process. And, um, um, you know, uh, I love this slide when I was going through Pure Evergreen, where we show, um, you know, how uh, Pure Evergreen approach differentiates from traditional refresh cycles, where, you know, you, you really get maybe two, two and a half years max out of, you know, five-year cycle that is really promised by the, um, by the vendor, just because the refresh and, and all that stuff takes so long. Right, yeah. all of that is is what uh, you know DIYers really experience when they start migration themselves. Yeah, I think the common theme you're hitting on is just the the, the complexity and and also if there's you know if there's organizations that know how to do it well and do it right and and can free up your staff, I, I think that pause in in innovation it, you know can set you back months or, or years and maintain a competitive advantage. And so, you know, with, with that, it's sort of, how do you keep your staff operational and doing the things, as you said, that they were brought on and paid to do while continuing to do a migration in parallel? Um, I'm just curious, because, you know, I haven't lived in, in your world all that much, and I know it's probably your mileage may vary, but what's, what's the scope of a, of a typical, you know, really, if you had to look on the, on the spectrum of, yeah, kind of easy to really complex, like what's a really complex migration project, even if it's something that, that, that you draw from your background that you've been involved in? I mean, we're talking, you know, months to two years and like tens of people involved. Like, what does that look like? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a great question, Rob, because the complexity of migration, um, it, it's a, there, there are multiple factors that play a role in there, right? You might have a, a super small data subset that is so critical to your organization that you're going to spend a year planning uh, to move that data piece, right? Because of how much really depends on that and how you cannot take a downtime to, to upgrade or update uh, your solution. Um, there, so that's more of an extreme case, but it's not, uh, it's not unheard of. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the um, other ones that I've personally experienced were uh, multi-year um, programmatic migration projects, so programs rather, they're not projects anymore, um, where um, you have uh, multiple sites across the, uh, across the globe that uh, you're displacing hundreds and hundreds of um, legacy solutions um, that usually impacts uh, thousands of uh, thousands of uh, different business touch points uh, in a particular customer. Um, so those are very complex to organize uh, and orchestrate, and they usually take uh, a team of um, really skilled um, architects and program managers and project managers to uh, keep the project afloat. Um, and the customer a lot of times relies on. I mean, they cannot do it without PS. They simply cannot. It's too much for them to tackle with the staff that they have. Yeah, and it's that A to B problem again too, right? I was actually thinking of really skilled project managers as you were describing that scenario, right? And, and thinking of things like Gantt charts, you know, that 
I don't love in my role, but uh, are really super important in roles like this. But um, no, thanks for pointing the picture around that. I think it's it's really interesting to hear, you know, some of some of what you've seen and you know, just the magnitude, right, and the, and the scope of, of some of these and how you really need to take maybe sort of a phased approach, right, and tackle different, different yep. parts at a time, right? Otherwise, you're just trying to bite off more than, more than you can chew. Exactly right. Yeah, this is where the careful planning and really understanding what the end goals are and, uh, uh, you know, the, the planning of, and execution against those goals uh, where experience really shines. Um, if you try to buy too much, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. So, you know, we know about these, these challenges and let's call them roadblocks, if you will. So for, you know, in your nine days of time at Pure, um, <laughs> but you came here for a reason, like what, in, in your opinion, if you look at what we're doing with the portfolio and the, and the services offerings that we're bringing out and, you know, both sort of the, the pre and the post types of things we can do. When you go talk about this, how, how do you view what Pure does with PS to sort of, you know, eliminate those roadblocks and, and make a customer feel, I think it's really about peace of mind, right? And security that yep. they can stay productive, but also know that the end, that the end goal is going to be something that's functional. And when they get to Pure, they're going to have all that beautiful simplicity that they have. Yep. Yep. That's, that's a great question. Um, so w when uh, initial conversations uh, we were having about what's the best way um, to help address you know those challenges that customers have with migrations to really help us to you know to displace more competitors and get ourselves into more spaces, um, uh, the uh, partner delivered model um, was brought in in the, in the picture. Right, that's something that Pure has built um, their uh, company on. And as professional services step in, we certainly don't want to um, remove our partners from the picture. We want to double down and really leverage their expertise and their um, proficiency in, in certain areas and um, help them shine, right? So what, what we are doing is, um, uh, so I, I'm, I'm actually head of uh, Migration Center of Excellence. Um, that's not a new unit. It's it's a rebrand of our migration services team. Um, it's an existing team with a, a lot of great um, uh, migration experts uh, throughout the globe. Um, our goal, our we're shifting focus from delivering the projects to really helping our uh, sales organization to correctly position migration solutions. Um, so we're assisting in pre-sales, in helping to scope the deals, uh, helping to, uh, uh, to do the right discovery, position the right solutions, right tools, um, help with migration POC if customer requires that, um, and really kind of capture everything, all the values that, we, that the customer is really buying into, capturing that and um, ensuring that those values are reinforced through the project delivery cycle. Um, our team of uh, professional services in Migration Center of Excellence Unit um, ensures that uh, um, that continuity from pre-sales um, to, to the delivery uh, is maintained. Right? Mm -hmm. Our guys are um, will will re-engage if the, once the customer committed. We, we're going to re-engage. Uh, we will um, reinforce everything that has been discussed in pre-sales everything that we discovered, everything that we promised to the customer and create uh, the architectures, create the plans, um, ensure the operational readiness 
um, to create that you know customer experience that um, Pure is known for. Um, that really going to help to um, maintain a connection with the customer throughout the delivery, ensure the high quality of all the services, uh, regardless of who are they delivered, uh, uh, what who are delivered by, whether it's uh, you know. Uh, we, we have a number of CDPs that uh, we're going to be working with that will help us to deliver those migration services. But Pure stays connected and we're really enabling our CDP partners to shine within this um, core delivery model, as we call it. Yeah, I think what's really encouraging is to hear that early engagement, right? You know, just, yeah. you know, that you're partnering so closely with with our, you know, account teams are trying to do what's in the best interest for, for our customers. And, you know, I've been other enterprises, other companies in, in, in IT, where it's almost like services is an afterthought, or it's like a bolt on kind of thing. And so I think that's, that's one aspect of uh, of what I've seen from how how you and the team are evolving to where you're really getting in early and partnering to understand the whole picture to understand the whole problem, and then you know lay out a roadmap if you will for success right for for somebody that wants to do that migration so that they know what the endpoint is and we we define what success is very early on and it's not bolted on it's actually included in you know in the overall experience I love that you use the word experience is that is that <laughs> a good estimation of kind of where you see things? That's, I mean, that's exactly right. Um, you know, from my perspective, um, no one is better to position what we can do uh, than the guys who are actually gonna deliver this, yeah, right? Yeah. We are making the promise uh, um, to the customer and we're gonna continue to fulfill that promise. So that's my vision, that's, um, uh, to me, that's, that's uh, overachieving, right? That's promising and delivering and really overachieving on, uh, on your promises to the customer. That's what our business unit is gonna be about. And that's bringing a good the thing. right expertise, bringing the right tool at the right time of uh, our you know, customer journey, that's exactly, um, that's, that's what we are striving for. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So um, you mentioned Evergreen already, but what are some of the some of the hallmarks or the aspects of when you looked at the pure portfolio that that stood out for you? Right, obviously you want to work with technology that's really interesting and attractive, but were there some other things? And you know, kind of the corollary to that is you know we we are rather easy and simple to use, and so some people might fire back and go, well. If pure is so easy, then you know what's what's the role of of PS? You know, are you extending that simplicity with what you go in and do? So, um, to a couple of things that uh, really kind of piqued my interest when yeah. I was evaluating pure as, uh, as my future employer. Um, so, first of all, I bought into pure flash story. Right um, there, there are a couple. There are a few videos. Um, that really dive, deep dive into the architecture and the vision of the company and how they put the experience um, uh, with the product as a cornerstone of the overall solution, right? And uh, in the modern data center, um, that simplicity um, is, is really the key, right? Because solutions are getting increasingly complex. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that, um, IT shops need is more complexity from uh, commodities, uh, things like storage, right? They, they're looking for storage to uh, fulfill its need to, to serve the data non-disruptively um, and, um, and don't cause headaches where uh, unnecessarily, right? And I think that pure vision, um, and sorry, I'm kind of simplifying this, right? But that pure vision is, is 
um, is really hitting home uh, uh, for me. Um, so uh, I, I believe that's that's the right vision, that's the right goal, and uh, you know everything that I've read exactly it kind of matches 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 that vision. So um, and the PS services, I kind of I want to follow the same thing. I want to simplify our engagement with a customer um, and with understanding that you know um, while pure solution is simple the environment that we operate in, in is not and to correctly implement the solutions pure solutions right and displays legacy environments that are um, complex that uh, have been um, kind of uh, augmented with a lot of bolt-on features mm -hmm. uh, and really understand how Pure will simplify, um, you know, that, that experience, not only for IT shops, for their customers and uh, helping businesses to realize, you know, those benefits of simplified experience. That's what professional services are about. Um, and I believe that professional services, uh, the organization that I'm in, is the right vehicle to, you know, to continue to deliver, um, uh, and help customers to achieve their goals uh, throughout the technology solutions. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a really exciting space. I mean, our you know my solutions marketing team is definitely getting excited as we see more and more of the different services roll out that are relative to all the different use cases that we support. So um, super fun and and love seeing the momentum and great to have you on board. Um, let's let's close with a little bit of advice. So if somebody's out there listening and they're, you know, they've been holding off, but they know, right, the time is right. We need to we need to engage. We need to look at migration. Things are just getting too challenging or even costly. You know, all those roadblocks that you mentioned. Um, what's your advice? How does somebody get started? What what do they look at and what do they evaluate? And you know, I guess why should they look at pure PS? <laughs> um, so uh, I think the. the um it's important to understand what your end state is gonna is gonna look like. Uh, if you have the goal in mind, the path to that goal will become more clear. Um, so um, understanding the goal and understanding the path, and this is where you don't have to be shy in bringing the experts uh, from you know from professional services teams from our partners to help you crystallize the journey from where you are today to where you want to be. Uh, tomorrow, right? To really modernize the experience, to elevate, um, uh, to elevate your end user experience to the new heights. Um, so my, my my advice is uh, uh, don't uh, underestimate the value that professional services are bringing to the table. Um, we are a team of experts. We have uh, been there. We have done that many many times. Uh, and we are here available uh, for you to tap into our experience and expertise. Um, and uh, help you to achieve uh, your goals uh, quicker, fa uh, fa faster, uh, and more cost efficient. And in the end, get that beautiful, pure simplicity that we're known for once we get you there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great Well, thing. hopefully that's going to be your last migration journey you ever have to do. That, yes, that is what my friend Kevin Rickson loves to say, uh, who, who runs our CX marketing. It's the last migration. Um, awesome. Hey, Dimitri, this was fantastic. I learned a lot. I think it was a great, uh, great overview of what you're, uh, what you're working on. And we're really excited to have you here at Pure and to have your expertise and to uh, continue to lead that very active and, and valuable team that's uh, partnering, you know, with our account teams and partners and also partnering with our customers to success. So thanks for coming on today.
Absolutely, Rob. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We'll see how things go and maybe get you back here in, uh, in a number of months as well. I'd love to see your perspectives and maybe talk about some, uh, some of the successes that you'll see. So uh, thanks. To, yeah, absolutely. So thanks to Dimitri for coming on and thank you for listening to this episode of the Peer Report. Keep telling friends and colleagues to listen. Keep sending in topic requests. If you do want to find out more information about what Pure is doing in the PS, in the professional services space, you can go to purestorage.com slash services. And uh, that URL will get you the full spectrum of everything that we are doing, migration and even more. Um, and with that, we'll close for Pure Storage and Dmitry Filenko. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you.